Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Market Bites podcast. I am Sam North, a market analyst based here in the UK, and I'm joined by Josh Gilbert, a market analyst based in Sydney, Australia. Josh, how are you? Very good, Sam. Very good. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Very well. Uh, I recently got back from Las Vegas, and I'm alive, and I've got enough money to see me through to payday. So all in all, I can't really complain too much, can I? No, that's a success. I mean, if you're coming back from Vegas in one piece and still have money in your bank account, I think we're ticking that as a success. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's been a struggle the last couple of days, but the sacrifice was was worth it. Um, for our listeners today, I'm going to try and stay awake as long as possible. But Josh, you're going to help me with that because we're going to discuss the Fed next week. Really big meeting. Uh, and then obviously we've got some real big earnings coming up and then we can probably review both of the earnings from Tesla and Netflix who have already reported. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. Massive, massive week next week for sure. So yeah, good overview of that and a, and a bit of a recap of what we've seen this week. Yeah. Looking forward to it. First up then, the Fed. Uh, what are we expecting heading into this meeting you know what do we need to keep an eye on from the next fomc monetary policy decision the decision comes next wednesday uh, along with the press conference and it will be the last decision until september the 20th so there'll be a lot of eyes on it uh, as we head into maybe a more quieter period of august so 26th wednesday uh, is going to be the next meeting but josh what what are you uh what are you keeping an eye on yeah, well, we, we mentioned there that it is a massive week, um, but it's also just a big week in general on the central bank front. Um, we've got obviously the Fed, as, as you mentioned there, Sam, um, but we've also got the ECB. We've also got the Bank of Japan, meaning that monetary policy is is probably going to be front and centre. Um, maybe slightly overshadowed by big tech, but let's see. But then on top of that, economically, we've got QD, Q2 GDP from the US, Q2 inflation from Australia, that's going to be a really big number for the RBA's next move. US PCE inflation at the end of the week as well. So bottom line, a huge week. But for the Fed, it seems like we've got another 25 basis point hike nailed on uh, next week. Um, economic data has been pretty mixed since the Fed last met, um, but we have seen inflation falling significantly. Core has dropped which has been the sort of the key number i think that uh investors have focused on we've seen this rally in markets continue over the last sort of week or two on the expectations that the fed are coming to the end of of this tightening cycle with some of that economic data moving in the right direction but labor markets are remaining resilient which is a good thing 
if we're looking at this from from an idea of a a soft landing going back to the q3 outlook that we did uh back at the start of this month um we were talking about in indicators of a recession and we were talking a lot there about labor markets they're continuing to hold up and continuing to be resilient in the us which you know basically points to the fed being able to still deliver on on that soft landing um but it is still going to be you know a worry for the fed that the labor market is this tight so it's a bit of a, a goldilocks scenario uh in that sense but given that markets are pretty much pricing in a 25 basis point move now that's pretty much booked in i think the focus will likely turn towards jay powell's remarks at the press conference afterwards that's usually market movers because what we usually get before going into the meeting is is sort of priced in these days and i think that markets have priced in a couple of hikes they've then sort of come back off of that maybe thinking there's only just sort of one more hike left um that we're going to get this month but i think that you know depending on which way power moves is, is going to be really important for markets i think it may be a a signal that the fed might take a sort of a wait and see approach at the september meeting but also you know cautioning on the side that you know fed members still expect at least one more rate hike before year end last press conference he said that um you know members expected at least two more hikes before year end as well but there is a strong case that hike next week could mark the final hike that we see this year if the economy does sort of weaken again that sounds strange to say but if the economy does weaken um more in the next few months and there's more evidence that you know what the what the fed have done so far is uh working but i think powell will reiterate again that there is still more work needed to completely tame inflation he's not going to take the foot off the gas there but as i said earlier i think the good news is that the fed seems to be on a good pathway to avoiding that recession and delivering a soft landing um inflation moving lower means that consumers are under less pressure which then translates to increased purchasing power which in turn should help gdp in the second quarter or second half of this year uh, as we know which is obviously very good for avoiding the dreaded recession yeah although i did see uh on the 19th or two days ago jim kramer saying he doesn't see a recession on the horizon just like we didn't need that really jim. did we keep it quiet but uh you know what let I me mean, listen the s&p 500 depending on the day you're listening to this is is up 19 20 this year the nasdaq you know north of 40 unless we have a bad friday uh even if markets do come down a touch i, th I think it excites you know investors and short-term traders to get involved to, to buy a potential dip so uh yeah obviously very key for the remainder of the summer uh, i mean it was last august wasn't it with jackson hole which marked a short-term top when jerome powell came out and basically said the market's getting way too excited uh but things look under control worst case scenario seemed avoided for now until jim kramer opened his mouth um right next week and, and before we talk about the earnings in general because it's a massive week let's review tesla and netflix and then i'll have a quick look at the charts as well and what were the key standouts for you from those reports i mean tesla on the day was down 8.88 percent and netflix was down 8.27 percent but both of them year to date have performed very very well um so to put us in perspective josh over to you yeah well two big falls from both stocks as you mentioned sam but 
I think it wasn't all that bad. I think it, right. the, the 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 fall that we've had after hours is is probably worse. But when you've seen the gains that you mentioned there, that both yeah. these stocks have seen this year, you know, Netflix in excess of, you know, I think 40, 50%, and Ted's are up more than 100%, yeah. anything but perfect will be punished and was punished. But as I say, ne- neither of these results were, were ter- terrible. You know, Netflix added a huge number of subscribers at 5.89 million. That was well above 2 million that was expected. So over 100% beat on expectations there. And that was up from 970,000 loss in the same period a year ago. Um, Tesla set record quarterly revenues with 47% growth and earnings beat expectations. Any other earnings season, the markets like both these results and they'll focus on those points that I've just mentioned there. But this earnings season, it was all about sort of the finer details. And as I say, when you've got those gains that you've seen so far this year, there's no margin for error. So with Netflix, sales growth was slower than expected. Also had a weak outlook for Q3, which was below estimates. And that was what really disappointed the street. Again, guidance, a big focus. It's new ad tier as well. Um, and those password policies that it rolled out, they, they, they've been working. Absolutely. They, they've driven subscriber numbers, but it isn't quite doing enough to drive sales meaningfully just yet, which is, is shown in that revenue number and in its revenue forecast. The other side to that, though, if it's ad tiers can continue to see those big pickup in users, advertisers are going to be knocking hard on that door in a big way, which I think could be a big boost for, for revenues. Um, and as I say, I think expectations were high heading into the results. So I'm not sure investors should be too disheartened by any weakness in the share price, especially after such a solid run uh, and a huge turnaround for Netflix after what we've seen in the last sort of couple of years or so. Um, and I think they're starting to shrug off their struggles, Netflix, but it may take a bit more time for that growth story to come back to, to sort of full fruition for Tesla. It was the margins that came back to hurt them. We, we spoke about it, um, on, on an episode, I think a week or two ago. And, and that was what, what the, what really hurt them. Automotive margins fell to 19.2% under that golden 20% number excluding regulatory credits, it fell to 18.1%. Lots of conversation about it being in line with estimates, underestimates. There's lots of people who give out estimates these days. But bottom line, I think that was the number that the street was disappointed with. And and as per Bloomberg estimates, it was below Bloomberg's numbers as well. Um, But same thing. It's worth noting that, that these margins are still far higher than the broader automotive industry and are still extremely impressive. Go and look at Toyota, Ford's numbers. They're absolutely nowhere near that. Um, Teslas are almost sort of three to four times. But bottom line is Tesla shareholders aren't accustomed to being disappointed. And, and that's what's happening at the moment. There was also a few worries elsewhere over things like inventory that is starting to sort of back up production numbers. Um are expected to drop in Q3. There was no mentions of Cybertruck deliveries and there was worries that Musk will sort of keep spending on, on, you know, AI and and other areas of the business, which may eat into profitability. Flip side, there was some good news, I think from, from full size driving FSD and superchargers um, that look to start bringing in revenue to that as well. But I think the key for investors here is to see Tesla stabilize its margins over the next few quarters whilst continuing to drive volumes to sort of get to that end goal of the 50% growth in deliveries by sort of year end. So bottom line, 
not at all terrible, but not perfect from either of these tech names. And that's why we've seen them punished. Yeah. And, and I guess potentially a sign of things to come, right, for Manny is if you don't meet those expectations of what the street wants, then you're going to come under pressure quite significantly, mainly because of the strong year that a lot of these stocks have had. Looking at Tesla share price, I mean, it's it's mid-range for me between a key level of 315, which is that, you know, the summer high from last year, uh, and then support around 239. We're trading at 267, give or take, when you're listening to this. So in, as long as we stay above 240, I think Tesla shareholders will be absolutely fine with uh, price moving uh, lower. Uh, and that would be an area where people may look to add to position, buy a dip, use it as support to stay in the trade. And then similarly on uh, Netflix to the upside, we didn't quite reach it. Uh, 507 uh, was the the gap from uh, earnings pretty much this sort of time last year, funny enough. But um, 437, where, where we're trading uh, on Thursday's close, and as long as it stays above 385, I, I think market will be happy. You know, it's an area where we broke ahead, uh, broke above, I should say, the back end of May, early June, accelerated on. And as long as we stay above that, I think Netflix shareholders will will be fine. And listen, since, you know, May, June last year, it's been on a nice push higher. Yes, there's been opportunities to buy the dip as well. Is this just another one? I think that's what shareholders will be looking at. Uh, I mean, look, next week's earnings start now as we look to prepare and navigate through a busy period. Um, what sticks out for you from that uh, next five, from the next five days? Uh, and what should we keep an eye on, Josh? Yeah, I, I mean, arguably, earnings weeks don't get much yep. bigger than this. Um, you've got Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon and Meta, four of the magnificent seven, and they make up 10% of the weight of the S&P 500. So it, it's a market moving week. Absolutely. Um, and after a pretty poor start from Tesla and Netflix that we just discussed there, I think that, you know, investors are going to want some upbeat numbers from some of those big names to really ensure that this tech rally doesn't fade. Um, you know, this could be, you know, a, a pretty poor earning season all in all, if we carry on along this sort of track. And I think, you know, Ben spoke about it a, a couple of weeks ago um, when we've had a few conversations with him, that it's sort of the no man's land of, of earnings, uh, which it absolutely is. And, and it is a difficult period to sort of try and navigate, but keep listening to us and, and we'll give you everything that you need. But oh, yes. um, you, you mentioned it there though, Sam. And I think if this, that week, this week has taught us anything that, you know, and anything but perfect is going to be punished under the idea of, you know, higher valuations and this colossal rally that we've seen so far this year. But the key, it's going to be AI again. Um, of course, it's going to be AI. Um, you know, Musk was referring to it a fair bit in his conference call this week as well. Um, it will be what catches the headlines. Um, all four of these names are on the AI train. Microsoft is clearly the leader in the AI space, given its ownership in in chat GPT creator, open AI. And therefore I think that's going to be front and center next week. I think that could be a big name to watch. Um, you know, wall street is really going to want to see that, you know, these tech giants are starting to convert this technology into revenue. Um, it needs to be, it needs to be a revenue maker from these businesses. And again, we'll get to that later in earnings season, but Nvidia will be the main one there. Um, and with Microsoft, it's going to be really interesting to see, um and hear about its progress with activision been in the news you know a lot over the last couple of weeks if they're getting closer to that because that could be a really really big uh merger but i think meta might be the standout 
earnings are expected to grow year over year for the first time since 2021. Um, so that's again, you know, the year of efficiency driving back towards profitability again, or, or earnings growth. And obviously, we had Threads that launched as well. Again, that was probably after um, you know the the numbers for for sort of Q two. I think it came at the start of Q three, but that was a hundred million users in in five days. It was the fastest app growing app of all time, being ChatGPT. So, you know, that could really help boost. Um, outlook and, and guidance maybe slightly priced in potentially but i think that could be uh, a great push for for guidance for amazon i think that they should see a rebound in online sales after they've fallen for the last two quarters um i think again similar to what i've just said there with meta q3 outlook may be better than expected potentially already priced in prime sales were the best on record which was over the last sort of couple of weeks so something to keep an eye on there but on the other side of that, you've got to watch for a potential slowdown in AWS revenue. Um, they've had five consecutive slowdowns in AWS revenue growth. This could be the sixth. And I think that could put the stock under some pressure because AWS is, um, you know, is, is an absolute beast for, for Amazon. Bottom line, we mentioned it a minute ago, results have got to be solid and outlooks are going to be just as important. Big tech has the potential to keep outperforming, to keep driving the NASDAQ higher as it has done for the whole of 2023, particularly with those AI tailwinds. That's not going to leave anytime soon, but it certainly isn't going to come without its challenges. Yeah, I mean, what a week. <laughs> what a week next week. I mean, you chuck all of that in and then the Fed meeting, you, you almost sit down and say, well, if we fast forward to next Friday, which is the 28th, of uh of july and we can somehow stay flat in the market i mean what a result you almost be looking at like that. yeah Whoa, uh lower lower only because um of what we've seen from a couple of stocks we've already mentioned summer season uh been on a lovely rally and that's my theory behind it but i do think dips will be bought i just think i'd be surprised if we push higher uh next week yourself how do you feel i Gut think the only way we go Anywhere we go higher is if we get the most surprising pause from J-Pow ever or dovish comments, which we're not going to see. Um, I think those are the only two things that could probably push the market higher. I think if you, unless you get an outstanding report like you did with NVIDIA that time, mm. you know, the, the expectation is just to just to deliver at this point. So as we said, anything but perfect, you, you're going to see some weakness, which we know will put these sort of markets under pressure. But um you know i'm looking for resilience if we get some resilience yeah. i think that's the key and as you said there finish the week uh you know slightly flat then you know we'll probably be walking away with it saying okay we're, we're happy with that yeah i'd agree so and i think if we Pessimists. get a flat week yeah and if we get a flat week i think the week after we'll be pretty positive if people sit down and be like ah okay we didn't crash um yeah. but look on that positive note uh we'll wrap it mm. for another week josh i hope you have a, a good weekend thank you sam same to you take care everyone trade safe you have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.